everything paranormal. Para-X. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. The Gathering. The supernatural world can be a dark, intimidating, and scary place. We gather to shine light on the mysterious and misunderstood aspects of the paranormal world. We bring to the table years of experience as mediums, healing channels, and paranormal investigators. We share true stories from our experiences to dispel fear where we can and help you discover the amazing layers that make up the paranormal world. You are invited to gather around the metaphysical table with us and discuss the worlds of the unseen on The Gathering Radio Show. Hello, welcome into The Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. My name is Stephanie. And this is Heidi, and welcome to a Transcendental Tuesday. Transcendental Ooh. Tuesday. <laughs> well, I kinda, I thought it kind of fit with what we're going to be talking about here. It, it does. I like it. The non-physical yes. or spiritual realm, sort of, kind of. Mm-hmm. That's a, maybe a reach, but some of these T words are hard to find <laughs> for our, to go with our topics. Well, I know. I think we I got know. our, we pigeonholed ourselves. I ourselves. know. Ourselves. <laughs> I can't even talk tonight. Okay, I'm kind of the same way, right? So hopefully we get the show oral off. surgery. That's my that's my <laughs> reason. Yes, yes, and I just have a fuzzy wuzzy brain. I know Sarge and I were talking. We were all kind of talking about that before the show. How we all feel kind of fuzzy and you know not all there the last few days. So yeah, and we were off last week, so we're out of our flow. We are. I know. I know. Well, we'll get it back. We'll get it back. It'll be awesome. That was my fault. I was hoping I would be back by next or by the following Tuesday after my oral surgery, and it wasn't happening. My face was so big; it was like <laughs> I was I felt not so bad for you. I, yeah, <laughs> I was not doing it. <laughs> yeah, and so we just decided to run uh, Triana's show, which I I think people really like that one because it was so yeah. it's so full of hope, you know. Because the astrologers all say twenty twenty two is going to be a really good year, and I know there's a lot of bad things happening, but I think overall, I mean, I think people feel better, you know, other than this, you know, this whole thing going on across the ocean. Um, but yeah, I think it's, yeah. So anyway, I'm glad you're back. I'm looking at you. I think you look good. So <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks. So <a> we <laughs> are, we are, yeah. And, um, yeah, it's been, we've been busy I, when you've been recovering, but you mm-hmm. started working last week, right? I did. Yeah, I went back to work because I thought I could and mm-hmm. it was still tough, but I, yeah, we've uh, still been busy. Um, I don't know if I talked about the investigation that we did with the evidence that we got. I'm trying to get it loaded onto Facebook and I hate, I have to make a video for it and I can't figure out how to make a video for it because you can't, you can't just load uh, EVPs onto, you know, or audios onto social media. So um, I'm trying to figure out how to put it into a video format and I'm not good at that. So anyway. uh, Yeah, I, you know, it seems like I've seen other people use YouTube. Um, but the, so I'm guessing if you were in a video editor, you could just drop the EVPs in that editor because you know you just add whatever you want in the video. Yeah, maybe um, I'll try YouTube. And then and then you could put a well if you can get a video out of that. Like if you have the EVPs on your phone and you go to the video editor and then you just drop them in there, that might work too. And then you could do the whole. You could just put a couple pictures in there, you know, from the investigation. Yeah, or maybe I'll try that. Yeah, because I'm just drop it in Facebook. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I talked about it on the show that what we did. What we had a paranormal investigating 101 class, right? Oh, I know yeah, I talked you did about tell that. Us that. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, but I don't think I talked about what happened there. Well, you said you got the bangs, and Tim said, no, it was nothing like he'd ever heard. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it sounded like... a guy, yeah. Yeah, so it sounded like a xylophone, like a kid's toy. Toy xylophone. And so I've been going through trying to cut this this stuff out of the, Mm -hmm. you know, because the audio is how, like, half an hour long because sure. one of the things that I, I told Tim a long time ago because he'd come to me and say, Hey, I got this really cool clip and I'd have to download like a six hour audio. And I'm like, dude, you got to stop the audio recording every once in a while, just so they're not huge files. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so it's still like a 20 minute file, which I'm mm-hmm. grateful that, you know, he, he still, he stops it. So it's not a huge file, Yeah. but so I've got to clip it down and then I want to load it so people can listen to it. It literally sounds like a child's xylophone. I don't know what else, that it would be yeah. listening to it. And what's so cool is that it happens nine times. I counted nine when I was listening to it. Wow. Nine like bangs on the xylophone, right? But it's like the same note. It yeah. doesn't go into different notes. But while we were talking and, you know, like, what is that? And we're all like, where is, you know, and Tim's going down the hallway with this other person uh, trying to figure out the source. And it happened nine times. And so it wasn't just a one-off. It wasn't a fluke. It wasn't just a couple of, right. you know, it was, it was a lot and it was so cool. And so I want to get it out there for people to hear just because what if it is something that we can debunk, you know, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say, mm-hmm. oh, it's absolutely, it's haunted, whatever, right. because there could be something that we're not aware of that someone says, oh, that, you know, That's I work this. in a building and this is what yeah. it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. So I want to get it out there so people can hear mm-hmm. it. And if it can't be identified, then maybe it's something, something. Yeah. So, yeah. So you need to at least get one of the little deals in so we can play them, you know, maybe next week or something. Yeah. So. If I can get this. Oh, I can get the video or the audio. No the problem. Audio. I can send the yeah. audio. We can play it on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's cool. It's really cool. It's so clear. And, you know, you know how sometimes when you get, I mean, this was would be the equivalent of a disembodied voice, but it was, I, what would you call it? A disembodied sound because it's not a voice, but everybody heard it. So it isn't an EVP that only was through the audio. Everybody heard it. So I don't know. It was so clear. You didn't, I mean, there's no editing to the audio. You don't have to quiet down the background noise so that you can hear it better. I mean, it's just clear. So yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. really cool. So, so that's one of the things I've been working on. Well, there's so much to do, right? There's just so much to do with all this paranormal stuff. It's like we never get done with it, you know? Um, Well, and I mean, you know, too, evidence review takes forever. Yes. Forever. It does. It does. It's not like in the movies, kiddos. You know, it takes takes a long time. Kiddos. (laughs) Kiddos. Everyone Um, out there. Yes. No, for sure. So, so there, so current events so we have a full moon this week which is awesome um and it's supposed to be warm so i think we're planning on you know doing a a full moon thing down by the lake which will be awesome maybe bare feet i don't know it might be a little too chilly for that um but (laughs) i hope so and um that's going on we were out squatching on um on Saturday with our new gal, LaDora. That was awesome. And I've known LaDora for a thousand years. She's a really good friend. And she's, she's a paranormal investigator too, right? We all seem to attract all the paranormal investigators come into the group, which is awesome because we all have that, what is this? I don't think this is it. Or you know what I mean? It's the whole investigator part in it. Uh, but we found some pretty cool things. And we were out at our research area, Heidi, and I'd really like to bring you out there again because there's some pretty cool stuff out there again now. And... But the whole, the our whole stick structure quadrant is gone, pretty much. You know, there's really just nothing left of it. Even remember that big hug? You remember the big hug that was there? Mm-hmm. Is kind of like just. But there was lots of other really cool stuff that we found. So, was it on the close side or the far side of the swamp? It was on the close side, and it was oh, in different okay. areas. Like remember how. It used to only be in that one area by the stick structure quadrant. And now yeah. there seems to be things closer in, like as you're walking to the stick structure quadrant, oh. it's it's more over in the woods on the on the one side. Um, things that I've never seen, like like tons of arches that are definitely held together with 
I have to put those pictures up. I haven't done it yet. But amazing, amazing design on how they're holding these things down. Mm. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was really, it was fun. It was fun to find new stuff when we had a newbie with us. You know what I mean? So that we could show her what we look for. And she absolutely loves it. You know, and well, she can feel, she can feel energies too. You know, and I know mm-hmm. one of the things that we, that we found, she said, oh, she said, I can feel energy under here. I said, oh, can you? And I hadn't even been under there yet, you know? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I just posted the video for that from, on the Squatchers page. So I don't know what that was, if it was something. Like I say, we never really know, but mm-hmm. interesting that we find these things, you know? Yeah, you know, it is it is interesting. I mean, for as many times we walked up and down that that corridor to get to the stick structure quadrants, and looked around at every, because we want to see, is the stick structure quadrant different? Right. You know, that was our right. thing is that we yes. we were looking at everything because we wanted to see, are we just, is this just how this woods is? You know, is this mm-hmm. where everything looks like this? Everything looks like these stick st- structures. And it didn't. It was really different. So we really did research that whole corridor. Yes. Yes. And not see anything similar. So it's interesting now that you're seeing things yes. that we haven't seen before. It is. It is. It's very different and, and fun all at the same time. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, what is going on here? And we didn't get across we didn't get across the wetlands. Um you know, as it was, you know, like I mentioned, we kinda lose time out there, which we did, you know, mm-hmm. but we were just bushed. There was a lot of snow out there, you know, and it had just snowed, you know, and it was tough walking through all the snow, you know, but it was fun, very well worth it. I didn't walk out on the ice because I'm a little shy about that now because I don't want to fall through again. <laughs> no, but, um, well, and now going through, time. it'll be totally swampy because yes. things have been melting here. So, yeah. but it's a good time to go before the bugs get out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. So if you ever have a, you know, a free, you know, the sun stays out late now. Well, mm-hmm. not late, but later, you know, yeah. four or something, you know, and I would love to show you that stuff because it's interesting. I think that yeah. we've never found anything in these particular areas and their stuff. You yeah, know? that's cool. It is. Mm. Um, and that, you know, what, other, what else is interesting is that so the structures that we had so many of that are gone now, we didn't build them, but the structure that we built is so much bigger and we didn't do it, Heidi. We didn't do it, but there's more, it's wider. There's more sticks and they stick like way out. It looks more like a teepee-ish now. Remember we had a hard time just making the one kind of straight mm-hmm. up and down. Right. Now it, it's more like the teepees, you know? Weird. I, right. It's, it's just hard to say. I don't really know what to think about it all, but it's very Weird. cool. Nonetheless, weird. Uh, yeah, I think maybe at the end of this month too, you should come out here. Yes, and we'll do. Uh, we'll sit out uh, and go over by the river mm-hmm. and just sit and listen because there's some weird stuff happening over there. And I yep. swear it was squatchy last yeah. year. So yes, I think so. There's a new moon at the end of the month. Yeah, so let's do it for sure. Absolutely, we'll put it on the calendar. Um, because I would like to do that because I think that whole area up there is pretty squatchy you know there's all kinds of different things and you know Karin lived up in a little bit further north and east of where you are and even where you were from at your old place you had things happening oh yeah clearly Mm -hmm. so just crazy talk for sure yeah but so yeah so we have just oh one other thing so you know we always talk about whales too because that's you know my thing you know and I'm gonna Remember when we talked to Howard about the last time we talked to him? And I think every time we talk to him, we get an update on Tokate, who's the last of the Southern residents who's in a, this aquarium down in Miami, and they've been trying for years to br- bring her home, right? They have a detailed plan. Yep. The native, uh, the natives, the Lummi Nation is working to get her home. Well, the aquarium where she's been has been sold, and the USDA has said they can't have her in that tank anymore because it's way too small and so Mm -hmm. they can't have whale shows they can't have dolphin or dolphin shows they can have it so they have to figure out what to do with lolita or tokate and so 
there's a huge movement and momentum now to bring her home. And so the Lummi Nation is really on this and they have a place for her to go and they want to put her in a sea pan. And, you know, like they said, even if she never swims out of the sea pan, at least she'll be home in the Salish Sea. And we think, you know, all the researchers think that once she's there, once she hears her family and they hear her, mm-hmm. they will take her back. We know who her family is, unlike mm-hmm. Keiko. And that was a success as well. I mean, he was up and he was out in the water. He learned how, you know, he was hunting for himself and he was, you know, off humans um, and he died of pneumonia. I think he died of a broken heart because we didn't know who his family was, but we know who Lolita's family is. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to see. I know Howard would will be on our show. I'm going to try to see if we can get one of the elders from the Lummi Nation on at the same time, because I think that would really be a cool show with because mm-hmm. we can talk about the spirit you know they think lolita's spirit is they have a really cool idea and i'm i I don't even want to speak on it because it's it's complicated but it's something that would be really cool for the show so i'm going to try to get them on but everybody write letters to that to them and tell them that you know toki has to go home and i really that would just be make my dream come true so sounds like a good idea Yes, yes. I love to see her get where she needs to be or where she should be. Me too. And you know what? They say her mom is Ocean's son, and she's like the 93-year-old matriarch of Elpod. Isn't that amazing? She's still here, you know? And some people say they don't really know if that's true or not because there were so many babies taken at the same time. They just rounded up like a 100 and some babies and took them out of the sea back then, you know? And... But that that's what they're thinking. And either way, she's a member of Elpod and they'll remember her and she'll remember them, you know. And mm-hmm. can you imagine the joy of that happening? Oh, my gosh. You wonder. Oh it if- takes my breath away. You know, it really does. And I've been I've been thinking about this since. Well, the first time we went there, Casey was six. So it was in 1996. And. You know, we heard about Lolita, you know, a.k.a. Tokate, and the Lummi Nation has another name for her, too, another Native name. But um, that has just been my biggest wish. And I know that's how I got to know Howard, right, all those years ago because we talked and, you know, I did whatever I could to help. But there's not much, you know, there wasn't a whole lot we could do. But now there's such a it's maybe maybe it can happen, you know. So. Yes. See, Jerry just posted a link. So, and they've been having these meetings every Sunday on the Orca Network page. So they call it the Toki, the Toki News or something. <laughs> so it's fun. But anyway, all right. Yeah, there's a lot of information on how you can help too, uh, if you want to be a part of this movement. So thank you, Jerry, for posting that link. And you know, I was wondering if, you know, because of how I don't know, connected these animals seem to be. These creatures are so connected to each other. You wonder if they know she's still alive. Well, you know what they've done, which I thought was incredibly cruel at the time, but a few years ago, they took recordings of Elpod and the Southern Residents, and they went down to this aquarium and they played them for Lolita. And she got so excited and I'm like, what is she thinking there, like, outside her pen? This is bad. But that was the whole thing. They wanted to know if she would recognize their calls. And, of course, she did. But so, did she? does she do that when they play other whale no, noises? No. Okay. So they've no, done it with other pods, and she does not react. Because they all have different dialects. And even with right. the three pods that make up uh, J-Clan, J-K and L, each of those pods has a little bit different dialect too but they're all one right they're like they call them j clan you know and they're Mm -hmm. the southern residents but so yeah i mean just it's just heartbreaking so i'm just hoping you know we just really gotta help and go to that link that jerry put out there and if there's anything you can do write a letter you know just tune in on sundays to the toki news i mean Let's just get that momentum going and get them. And that's why I'm thinking if we can get them on our show, even that gives them another exposure, you know. When do they have to have her moved by? Did it say? 
I don't even know. I just know that she's not performing anymore, which is probably a good thing. But there's dark, dark things, uh, dark news saying that, you know, they're feeding her like dead and rotten fish and that they're not feeding her enough and they're not taking care of her. So I would say sooner the better. Well, for sure that. Yeah. I mean, I know they haven't happened fast enough, but. No, and I know they have a GoFundMe page out there. So they're they just had like somebody I think donated like a hundred grand or something, and we need you know I mean they just need the cash so that they can. I can't imagine how much it would cost. I know it's like, how do they get her across? Like how do do they take her in the well? Like, so the, like through the ocean, or do they take no. her across land? I mean, they, they put them on a plane. So when Keiko. Well, Keiko was in an aquarium in Mexico all those years ago, and they they put him in. It's like it's literally like a um, like a train car that's that's waterproof. They fill it full of water, and they put they put him in there, and then they they flew him to Iceland. You know, and he was fine. You know, he sweat when wow. they got him there. They put him in the water, and he just had a good time. You know, so. Yeah, I just, that that's the least of the worries. And I know they, you know, somebody had said, somebody had made the comment on one of the posts, like, well, they can't let her go. She's been in captivity for 50 some years. And I'm like, she will remember. She was like six years old when they took her. She was, she knows how to take care of herself in the ocean, you know. And it's not yeah. like they're going to just let her go, right? They have a plan. They have a sea pen and, you know, the whole nine yards. So, right. Anyway. Yes, so hopefully, you know, we got to we got to make this happen, everyone. Let's do it. But tonight, what we're talking about is something out of this world. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> now that we're finally getting around to it here, I know, right? No, but we've had good stuff to talk about, so I know. it's I good know. to catch up. Well, yeah, because we missed last week, so you know that's what happens, but. So today is, and, and you found this, I didn't even know about it, but today is World Contact Day. Which I think it might be National Contact Day, maybe. National Contact yeah. Day. Well, I, it, it, I think. Or is it World Contact it Day? It is the world. It's the world. Yeah. The world Contact I, Day. Okay. I Googled it. I Googled it. Yep. Um, you know, and there's even a list, listen to this, there's even a list of activities that you should be doing on this World Contact Day. You know, so, I mean, you know, it's just, I mean, it's pretty, pretty out there, but yeah, I, I think it's interesting. So what do you think? Well, I mean, it's worth, it's worth trying a few things if you're thinking about, you know, initiating contact, Mm -hmm. some kind of contact. I mean, frankly, it's nice enough out here in Minnesota to go outside tonight. Not that yes. you'd have to do this at nighttime. This is one of those things that I think people think, oh, you can only look for UFOs at night or yeah. try and establish contact at night. Yeah. Where Why would you have to do that? It's not like they're only around at night, you know. So if you didn't today, you still could tonight right. for World Contact Day. Or you could do it probably this week because I think it doesn't matter really what day it is. But going, you know, just staying outside and um, one of the things that I saw with um, one of the uh, there's a documentary now I can't remember it's um, Stephen Greer he did a documentary on you know contact and uh, how to do it and he talks about going out and you know just basically sending and Cindy you might remember what it is I can't for the life of me remember what it is right now um, I think it's E is it C5 E5 method. Anyway, um, you go and you send aliens a map to your, basically a map to your house. Visualize it. You energetically send them a map from, as if you're looking at it, at the planet from space, and you keep zooming in to your location. If you want to do it, like some people are saying, no, I'm not going to do that. That would be silly. But if you want to do it, um, you basically visualize and kind of go into a meditation maybe or, a, you know, just a 
quiet, you know, and you don't probably have to sit outside, but I think it's kind of nice if you can, if it's not too cold and you look at the planet as if you're looking at it from space and then just zoom in and send like snapshots so that you could, it's like sending step by step. Yeah. CE five step by step, you know, images on how to get to your place Mm -hmm. and send it energetically. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing it. I know Cindy's been doing it. And I don't know. We've had some, both her and I, we've been, we talk, of course, all the time. And we have weird things going on. And it does. And I'm like, what's that up for? I don't know. Is it from the work that we're doing? Possibly. Mm-hmm. So I know you don't sound like you believe this. <laughs> You're like, sure. <laughs> the look on your face is also saying, sure. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, I, you know, sure. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've had Gene Walker on our show before. So, I mean, you know, I mean, anything's possible. You know me, unless I see it, I'm not sure that well, I believe send it. Or him a map. it. Right? Send him a map. That's what I'm saying. Well, I don't so want him send- anywhere near me. <laughs> so, well, then how are you supposed to have, you say you won't believe it till you see it, but then you don't want to see it you don't want to do anything to see it so then right right right. so you have well you know no interest so i remember that time we were up north and and josie saw that weird stuff she saw ufos and i didn't because i was looking at something else you know so yeah i don't know i don't know um yeah i don't know i mean i guess it's possible you know well here's the deal it doesn't hurt with no uh, doesn't hurt to try it absolutely not Absolutely. And yep, the I, what what they were doing because they showed quite a bit of uh doing this in the documentary is it um what the what they were getting for contact was really good healing energies. It wasn't you know like little green men with laser guns and they're going to mm-hmm. you know take you and do experiments none of that happened at least that's what they they never said that what they were showing is even healing sessions were happening mm-hmm. so but they had done it quite a bit you know it was a, a group of people that got together on a very regular basis and did this over and over and over and over time had received what they believe was contact and where and, you, and where was this where did you find out about this it's uh let me look it up here. Um documentary that he did um <laughs> Unacknowledged, that's the one. It's called Unacknowledged. I don't know if I saw it on Netflix or Prime, Amazon Prime. It was one of the two. It was free and I watched it and it was cool. And I I like Dr. Stephen Greer anyway. I think he's pretty amazing. So and I don't know that I believe everything. I'm not saying I buy into everything that he says, but I think he puts out some interesting things to think about. And so I decided, you know, and what I'd like to do is see if I can get a group of people to do this on a regular basis. The trouble with our location is it is bug central. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're going to sit outside and do this every Friday night for the whole summer, you're also going to become a mosquito buffet, you know. Yep. So how do you how do you find that happy in between, right? Yeah. So that's what. And last summer we were going to do it, and oh, it was it like a thousand degrees right from the get go in the beginning of? I mean, spring. As soon as it stopped freezing overnight, it was a hundred degrees, and that lasted for a month. So I had no interest in sitting out in that either. So I guess I'm picky when it comes to wanting to see aliens, like yeah. only if it is in my temperature comfort zone <laughs> to sit outside and do it yeah. but i do it myself you know send out yeah. the the map right and show them all the way in and i have this cool diagram that i show uh for my property for our property here it's a cool shape and so i've incorporated made it kind of a uh what do you call it a graphic image and sent that as a, like now this is how you know what piece of property it is once you get right here this is what it'll look like and landmarks and it, it's cool so anyway yeah but we've had some weird stuff happen but I don't you, how are you supposed to know is it because mm-hmm. of that 
doing the CE5 or is it just because it was going to happen anyway? Right. And is it alien related or is it not? Yes. Who knows? Yes. I mean, just, yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to know, right? It is uh, hard to know. Well, you know what? We've already gone through half of our show, so we need to go to commercial break. So this is the gathering radio show on the para X radio network. Ladies Chong and Victoria from Exploring the Paranormal with Geeks Paranormal are at it again with another amazing season full of paranormal celebrity interviews with amazing guests and stories of haunted locations and so much more. You will hear it first on Para-X. Tune in Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Central. You will not be disappointed. with Cat Paranormal of Minnesota. And I'm Jerry Ayers with Supernatural Investigators of Minnesota. And together, we are The Calling. Every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on paraxradionetwork.com. at home, at work, or anywhere. Thanks for making Para-X part of your day. Your source for everything paranormal. Para-X. Welcome back to the Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. And we are talking about World Contact Day. And that involves human, humans and aliens connecting. <laughs> Contact. Mm-hmm. And I guess it, it's more of them coming to us because... We right now are not going to them. No. Not that we're aware of. Well, if we go to them, it's maybe because they hauled us up there or wherever they go. So <laughs> they hauled us uh, up there. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I love it. So, yeah. So I was asking in the chat room if anybody's had anything that they would consider alien encounters or alien contact. And so far, it is no way. Um, I'm not in the, oh, I should go into the Facebook. I wonder if anybody can message us through Facebook. Anybody oh, that's out I there listening. I about that, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to jump in there right now. Hang on. Yeah. Um, and see, if, you have, if you're listening, you're not on uh, the chat room, try and send us a Facebook message yeah. here. And send us, yeah, to the Gathering Facebook page. Um, I forgot to announce that at the beginning of the show. I did too, because we're not used to doing it. I know, I know. Um so I thought it might be kind of fun just to talk a little bit about how this came about. And so, you know, it was, it was started by, um, it was initiated by the International Flying Saucer Bureau in 1952 by Albert Bender. And um, apparently three men in black visited him at his house and they communicated with him telepathically Felt, and he felt like he was being transported. He also reported having a second visit from three floating figures in shadows. And they told him they had captured humans from Earth to disguise themselves to have a human form for their visits. And then uh, it talks about in the summer of 53, he made a series of findings revealing the truth about UFO stories, which he planned to publish in October of that year, but before publishing his discoveries, once again, he reported a visit by three men in black who threatened him not to publish his findings, findings of extraterrestrial life. And so in November, he shut down the Bureau with a caution note to alien life enthusiasts. So, okay, there we go. So that's the tool. But okay, so then it talks about on this day in 53, 
Members of the Bureau were asked to send peaceful telepathic note to aliens in outer space. The aliens asked for a friendly, peaceful, and mutual relationship with the humans and asked them to help ignorant people realize there is extraterrestrial life. Well, okay, so there you go. I wonder if that's why we've had more and more visitations. I don't, yeah, I don't They started that. this back in the 50s and said, mm-hmm. hey, can you let the other future? people know you guys exist? Right. <laughs> and they were yeah. sure. Yep, yep. And it was called, the. I, I kind of like the name of that bureau, the International Flying Saucer Bureau. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, so that's what happened. And that's how it all started. And, of course... Everybody thinks it's cool, and and I'll put this link out there so if anyone wants to read it, but it talks about things that you can do, like world contact activities, and they talk about, you know, meditation is a good way, like you suggested, to silence the mind, organize massive meditation for like-minded people, gather in a quiet place, and meditate with a peaceful mind to communicate with alien energy telepathically which is what you said. And then, of course, some other ones are, are more fun ones, you know, like dress up and binge watch and, and you know, watch like Independence Day and Invasion of the Body Snatchers and Men in Black. And, of course, then share your story of becoming an ET life enthusiast to inspire others. <laughs> an ET life enthusiast. I love it. But And they also talk about all these other things like, you know, crop circles, um, all these things that they talk about, all of these things. So here, I'm going to put this, I'm going to put this link in the chat room. So if anybody wants to have a look, there can. I want to dress up for, and go to, and have a movie night. You know what we were talking about doing over here is um, on the side of our outbuilding, showing movies in the summertime. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, and so because we have a big space outside for people to come and spread out, you know, so even if COVID flares up again or whatever, I mean, people can Mm -hmm. still be safe as long as we can figure out the whole bug thing. Mm -hmm. But um, we have everything to do that. And that would be fun to sit out there and dress up for like, um, you know, a a movie like Close Mm -hmm. Encounters, right, of the third Mm -hmm. kind or whatever. I wonder how people would show up. That would be or show (laughs) E.T. or something. Mm -hmm. Family friendly ET. I love ET. I love ET. Yeah. And Close Encounters of the Third Kind. You know, I still remember the whole thing with the hand. You know, do 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 do. You know, that was fun. So, so Karen is saying um, her encounter was three white light beings came to me three times. Twice I traveled with them to another place planet. Third time, they told me this was the last time and I could choose to go back with them. But she obviously stayed on planet Earth, which I'm happy about. Um, Wow. She says she also witnessed an alien invasion upon Earth and warring aliens and was probably a memory premonition dream. Wow. Wow. I'm still thinking about when she went traveling with them to other places and she was saying it's, it was awesome. And, um, yeah. Mm. That sounds interesting. I wonder if I have, you know, we, uh, I mean, I guess I would, maybe I wouldn't remember it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, you know, when, when we're up North, when Squatchers are up North, we always, when people are telling us stories of Sasquatch, we always hear stories of UFOs, too. There seem to be a lot of UFOs up there that people see and notice, you know, and talk about. Um, and they don't talk about it lightly. It's kind of like the Bigfoot thing, right? They they talk about that quietly. And then once they realize you're not going to tell them they're crazy and you're interested in what they have to say, then they tell you kind of about everything, you know, that they've been seeing. And it's really amazing how... Wow. You know, that's what I'll say. Yeah. Maybe. The I, I mean, do the same people talk about aliens and Bigfoot? Because those seem to be going hand in hand, I think. I had, yeah, the one guy, his name was, I, I call him um, Mountain Man Dave. 
and he talks about and it's not dave in the chat room <laughs> it's, it's not dave um he lives way up by the border and he constantly talks about you know his sasquatch encounters and he also talks about how he and several members of his family have been abducted several times by ufos up near a place um that is up on the rainy the rainy river the rainy lake big rainy up there there's a place where they say that there are ufos very prevalent and he talks about how you know they've been abducting him and his cousin and I, a couple other members of his family like frequently throughout their lives and you know Remember when we had Jean Walker on, she talked about that, too, because not only mm-hmm. her and her family had been taken up, it was her auntie, and I can't remember who else. I mean, it was more than just her and her family. So do they target families? I mean, it's kind of interesting, you know? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't be a surprise if they did, I would think. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to... You're looking at certain things, whatever they're looking at. I don't know. I don't know. I just, because it's not something that I'm aware of that my family would be involved in. So I don't know. Like, I don't know. Nobody in my family has ever, that I know about. And, you know, we all talk about weird things. I mean, not that everybody wants to do it. You know, like I always say that both sides of my family are very, intuitive and have always seen ghosts and that's just a part of the fabric of life and so i think if that would have been something we would have heard about it you know so they're not targeting mine my family but and then there's that whole rh negative so we're in rh negative our blood which they say is only what less than 10 percent of the whole population and they say that that's alien dna somehow Mm-hmm. So maybe they're not targeting us because because they already know we're part of them. I don't know. Interesting stuff, really. Which I think is interesting that you say that, but then you're not buying into the whole mm-hmm. alien thing in general. I know. <laughs> right? Interesting. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I don't know. You know, and I know that my brother Joe and I always laugh because we always say, oh, yeah, we have, because not all of us have the RH negative, but Joe and I for sure do. And he always says, well, Steph, you know, we have the big eyes. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, okay. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's very interesting. Maybe it's because I just don't want to believe it. How about that? That could be it, too. It's possible. I mean, that it's legit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's kind of scary, right? It is kind of scary. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I don't know. I think it's interesting and I would like, because there can't, just like the idea that we're alone in the universe, I don't believe that because what a, it just that can't be possible, right? That's right. Just, oh, no, I agree. So if we're not alone, what are the odds that all the other beings out there are, would be negative? That also shouldn't be possible then. So I would think there'd be a lot of good beings out there who are much more advanced than us that could reach us or somehow connect with us if we sent out thoughts. And if you think of how long it would take for energy to travel, it might take a while to have to, you know, do this over and over and over again to send out your map, right? Mm-hmm. So you'd tell them where we are and then they send something back that might take a while to get back to you. And maybe it's not a full on, you know, visitation but it's some kind of message like we're doing to them you know we're sending it out and someone kind of um kind of like you know when you i what did i do i was a kid and there's a group of us and i think it was at church and we sent out balloons with messages on them helium balloons right Mm -hmm. and let them go Mm -hmm. and we put our name like who would do this nowadays i don't think anybody would but we had our name and our address on it saying hey if you found this let us know where you are and send us a note to say hi or whatever. And I don't remember why we did it. Just, I think it was like an extension, like make friends or share friendship or kindness or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we did it. And so I ended up being one of the very few people who got a response out of the whole church. And there was thousands of people that sent balloons and mine ended up in Wisconsin somewhere. Oh, 
but it took a while to get a response back. And so you think about sending energy out into the world or out into the universe and you keep sending the same thought of like, hey, I'm looking for a pen pal, right? You know, sort of. I'm looking for a universal pen pal. I'm a good person. Only good beings respond, please. Here's where I am. You know, that's kind of what you're doing. And I would imagine it would take a while to get that energy out there. And so then if someone picks it up and goes, okay, that sounds cool. I could do that. And then they send a message back that you receive in some form. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's why some of the stuff is happening. It's not an actual visitation, but someone got the message. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. Interesting. You know, but that was before we knew balloons were so bad, too. Karen's talking well, right. about how balloons kill animals, and they, indeed, they do. There's many Well, right. This was a air. long time ago. I yeah, was a kid. we didn't know that. And I was a kid. Yeah. But people still do it, though. That's what oh, do I they? Think. Every time oh. I see somebody letting balloons go, I'm like, I just want to go over there and punch them. You know? No. Really? Well, we don't want to punch them either. No. But no, we but, shouldn't do that. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Um, yeah. Karen is saying you open the line and you don't know what you're going to get. Well, true. Yeah. No, I know. And I, I'm aware of that because I know that in the paranormal too, it's the same thing. And, yeah. you know, I do the same, I do the same kind of protections though, that I do when I'm, I'm doing the paranormal work too. I set up proper protections beforehand. So the energy, you know, I would, it's part of the, what I'm directing is that it's going only to beings who are, you know, for my highest good or that are good beings, you know, I don't. I don't know. You tr- you have to try to be responsible, yeah. I guess. Well, here's my like thing, this. though. Here's my thing, though. Why don't they contact us? I mean, why don't they talk to us? You know, like, for example, in Star Wars. I mean, there's many alien peoples in those movies and Star Trek and all of the fabulous TV shows and movies out there. So why would they just keep, you know, mutilating cows, for example, and drawing crop circles and being so mysterious and taking people up into their ships and, you know, having babies with them and stuff and never really talking to us, you know, and being like, here we are, you know, I mean, what's the deal? Well, maybe those aren't aliens. What if some, what if we're doing it to make it look like aliens so that it keeps us afraid? I have thought that. I have thought about that actually. You know, what if it's one of our own, it's us somehow doing it Mm -hmm. and making, yeah. So that it keeps us fearful. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's true. And so, you know, that's the other thing for me is like how many of these true UFOs are actually our government. We have Area 51, right? We have all kinds of stuff that no one knows about. And and I've heard that we actually have ships that look like flying saucers, that look like the alien ships. Right. It's not them. Right. You know, I see it's just kind of a conundrum, isn't it? We just don't really know. Well, someone I think knows here. Well, of course. You know, they talk about there's documentaries out there that, you know, alien uh, crafts have been, uh, you know, given to different countries, you know, the plans on how to make them or the help even was given Mm -hmm. so that different countries have already made their own Mm -hmm. and so we might think that it's someone else and really it's our own Mm -hmm. because we were given the technology and how to do it by Mm -hmm. an alien or alien Mm -hmm. race or whatever you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. but then again you can't question the fact that there's strange things on this planet like the plains of Nazca for example I mean how could they have I mean, they're thousands and thousands of years old, and I can't imagine people could draw those drawings just from being on the ground. They're huge, first of all. And, you know, and then there's the pyramids. How did they ever get built? I mean, there's a lot of questions, right? Right, right. Well, and I'm not saying this is new stuff. I mean, this no. could be, this could be, they sure. could have been around for a long time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of, yeah, it's just, there's too many questions. 
and I know people say that they're among us, you know, and that many of us, you know, like I remember, I think Michael Bodine once said, well, yeah, you know, the ones that are always looking up in the skies, you know, they're star peoples. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, do you notice that too? I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't noticed that, but, you know. Yeah. No, I think that there's all sorts of people that aren't, you know, that just there's different energies or different, I don't know mm-hmm. how how you describe it, but there's, they're, um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not just human humans, right? Mm-hmm. That there's humans that are different. Mm-hmm. Different thinking. And different. You can feel it, I think, when you, certain people, you can just feel that they're just different. I've felt, there's been a couple of people that I've met that they're not full human. You can tell. And it's not that they're bad. I'm not saying they're bad or anything. It's just there's something not fully human connected. And I don't know how else to say it, but that's how mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm thinking of a couple people specifically that I don't, they don't feel full human. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. I can't, I can't describe why, but they are just, there's something about them that feels kind of either disconnected or even hollow. Mm-hmm. And then it, so it doesn't feel human. And so you wonder and the way they act too, almost it's sort of like AI, you know, or cyborg or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever run into someone like that. It, but it's different. They're different, and they're not a lot of them. I have not run into that very often. But um, cat saying they could be just psychotic. Well, no, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say no. But there's something energetically that's different. They don't feel human. You know, I never thought about it that way, but I, you know, I, I think we've all met people that we just say they're odd, you know, like maybe we'll say they're odd and then we move away because they're just, for me, I I just don't like that energy. You know what I mean? So it's a different kind of energy Mm -hmm. and who knows, could be right. Um, kind of scary too. Right. So, yeah. I mean, did they, you know, is, did they, are they inhabiting a human that right. was born, you know, right. did they take the place of the soul yep. or are, was this human manufactured mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. fit in so that they could, you know, hang out mm-hmm. here, do whatever they're doing. Right. Right. Or maybe, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And maybe these star people that keep looking up into the sky, what are they stuck here then? Why can't they just go back to where they came from? You know? Or they're waiting for more. Yeah. yeah. They're looking for the other ones coming. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I, too, too many questions, and we'll probably never know the answers. It's kind of like the paranormal and everything else. We know. We, this is what we love, trying to find answers. Maybe someday we'll find a little fraction of an answer, but we don't know. You right. know? But it's what keeps us going. It is. I love the questions, you know, yeah. and are we ever going to have answers? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It's just hard to say. It's just hard to say. And of course, there's a million movies out there, you know, and and so many documentaries that you, I mean, you could watch documentaries for a year and still not get through them all, you know. Um, Are the children hybrids? And the, well, for example, Jean Walker claims that, you know, they took her eggs and there they showed her the child that they created that was half her and half alien and what's interesting is this mountain man up north told me the same thing that they showed him a being that was half him and half alien Hmm. they don't know each other they're you know 800 miles apart you know and they had very similar stories so interesting they're the children hybrids. Yep. And Karen met Dave too. So she was there and I had met him before that, uh, several years before that, when he came to one of our chats. Um, but she heard the whole conversation as well. So yeah, interesting stuff, you know, for sure. Um, wonder why they would show the kids to the human parent. Well, 
I, you know, Jean said that it was because they took her so many times, right? And experimented on her, did whatever. Um, and then, the, and then I think maybe the last time they brought her up, then they showed her this being and said, you know, however they communicated with her, she knew that it was half her, you know? Mm. Um, but they kept her, the kid, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And who knows, maybe after that, they sent him to live down on Earth. I mean, we don't know. Maybe they did. I mean, who knows? Karen saying, yeah, Mountain Man was a trip. Yeah, he was a trip. <laughs> it's such a wild thing. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. It, it's it's kind of it kind of is uh, a lot to think about, you know. Which a lot of what we talk about is a lot to think about. Let's not, yeah, you know, say it's not because it is. Um. So, just for uh, we need to talk about our sibling show. The calling is on tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Para-X Radio Network. And tomorrow night is their Paranormal Babble, which I think is Anything Goes. So everyone listen in because those shows are always the funnest, right? Because everybody gets to kind of jump in and say what they think. Yes, we like that. That's like our smorgasbord yeah, show. Exactly. It's like all topics. Yes. A go. Yes. Anything goes. And for us, for our <laughs> for our crazy uh, smorgasbords, they kind of get out of control sometimes, which is fun, but in a good way. Out of control in a good way. <laughs> Karen is saying she keeps hoping for a positive contact. Yeah, that would be good. Well, that's what, like, when I do the CE5, I putting it out there. I mean, it's not going to hurt to put it out there. Is it going to work? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I hope mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I would also like to believe that the majority of what's out there is either just average or good, you know? Yes. That they're not all bad. So if I thought that they were all bad, I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course. But yeah. And we hope that they're not like um, War of the Worlds, you know, where they just come oh, gosh. And they just want to take no. over our Earth, you know? I know. For sure, I wouldn't do it if that's all I thought was going to be coming. <laughs> I mean, talk about terrifying. I mean, I remember when they, well, I don't remember because it was before our time, but when they played that radio broadcast, I mean, people were killing themselves, right? Because they thought the world was ending, you know? And then they yeah. did the movie. Was it Tom Cruise was in that movie? That was a pretty good movie, you know? And it was actually quite terrifying, I think, you know? I, yeah, it was for sure terrifying. Although, technically, though they were already here. Mm-hmm. They had been here for a long time. So if anybody's doing what we're doing to try and contact them, right. they're already here. So yeah. Yeah. that doesn't have anything to do with us, I would imagine. No. Not that I'm no. not taking responsibility, but... I hear you. Yeah. Um, Karen is saying she thinks some of them have a hand in the world affairs. Yeah, I Hopefully think Hopefully so. they're trying to make peace because we don't want, you know... World War Three, you know. Right. So I don't think it'll go that far. I think it'll be the broadcast was a publicity stunt for a failing radio station. Yes, it was, and but it was done so well that people really thought the world was ending. And then they did do another movie in between that and one with Tom Cruise because I remember seeing it when I was a little kid. That was a wild one too. That was like in the sixties, maybe sixties mm. or seventies wasn't half as good as the Tom Cruise movie, but it's out there somewhere. Where are the worlds? Um, wow, it's 8.59. It's time for us to say goodbye. To wrap up. To wrap up. Well, it's been awesome. What a good subject, Heidi. And happy World Contact Day, everyone. Yes. Um, and thank you all for listening. And if there are any troops out there listening, thank you so much. And thank you for your service. Absolutely. And everybody in the chat room, thank you so much for all of your chatter. It's been really fun. And everybody out there listening, wherever you are, we so appreciate you tuning in. Mm-hmm. And uh, Para-X, thank you again for hosting us. Once again, we love being here. And Sarge, our most amazing producer, thank you for all you do. 
And I just want to put a little plug in, Steph, if you don't mind, for the um, Minnesota DNR Eagle Cam. Yes. Yes. Right? So, because that's going to be coming up in a couple weeks, right? We're going to be talking uh, with, you know, with them about, uh, hopefully, some eagles, will, little baby eagles will be with us yes. by then. But it's fascinating to watch. If you guys haven't had a chance to watch it, I tune in. I have it running on my computer when, I, when I'm when i at my computer and I tune in and watch. And it's so much, it's so cool it's right fun, now. It's isn't it? So, yeah. you got to tune in if you haven't. We're going to talk about it in two weeks on our show. I think they're waiting for the pips as we talk, which is when they start yep. coming up so soon. Soon. Yep. Night, everyone. All right. Good night.